All right. Thanks for joining us for another episode of AY Natty and Sports Freak. This is uh, this is part two. And in the first part, we uh, recapped Lost. So in this episode, this is the, uh, the sports recap stuff. We're going to hit some NFL stuff and uh, some college basketball stuff. Sound good, Mike Jet? I'm ready to dance. Championship right. week, so... College basketball time. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot that's happened since we last had a had a had a PCAST, especially in the NFL with uh with free agency hitting. Because last time we we speculated on some stuff that might happen, but there's been a lot of crazy stuff that's happened. So you want to start with the most major signing, uh, Julius Peppers? Whatever you can lead, you can lead with signings you want to talk about. Okay. Well, so, what, do you, what, do you, what do you what do you think about the uh, the signing overall? Sign of Peppers? Yeah, for the Bears. Um, well, I'm, I'm at, I don't know what word is here. Um, the Bears had to do certain things because they don't have a first, second round pick. Right. So people should know that they were going to try to make a splash for agency because that's basically the only way they're going to be able to do anything major other than to take a mid round draft pick. So, um, it's really so surprising that they ended up going to the Bears and they ended up dishing out a lot of money because they did pay him a lot of money. Um, oh, really? 42 guaranteed. 42 million guaranteed. Well, six like 90. Yeah, I think it was, yeah, it was 42 million guaranteed. And if he plays out his old contract, which in the NFL is guaranteed, that's not going to happen. He, uh, I think he would get 91, 91 million. Mm. Um, the, big, the big question mark, obviously, is what everyone's been saying is that they see him take plays off here and there throughout yeah. his entire career. And I, think the, um, I think the other major question that, is the fact that he's 30 years old, too. Yeah, that's a big, too. But I, he's still, I think he's still he's still like really good at the end. Um, but like I said, he, and now that he got paid, some people think he might take you some more plays off. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I, don't think, I think he's still a really good player. But um, it's just going to be, I mean, Carolina's in one place he's played, so we'll see if he can, if he can go to Chicago and play there. Um, but I don't know. I'm kind of wishy-washy on it. But like I said, I like that Bears had to do something. So I give them the credit for for giving them the money to to, to bring them to Chicago. I agree. I but, think I, I like it better than the. I mean, they compare a lot to the to the Albert Hainsworth signing from from last year, and I like it a lot better. Not only because it's less money, but I mean he has, he has a he has a more proven track record. Because I mean Peppers has done it for for multiple multiple years, whereas with Hainsworth he had one major year where he kind of anchored the Titans defense, but other years were really cut short with injury and, and other stuff. So, I mean, compared to that, I like it a lot better. But, I mean, you're right. The Bears had to do something because they don't have the first or second round pick. Um, so, yeah. I mean, and, and they have the money to do it now Now that we're in a capitalist year. So, I, it was guaranteed that they were going to make a big splash. I mean, it, it's a good move for them because they can afford to do it. And they needed a pass rush. I mean, they still need some offensive line stuff and a receiver. But, yeah, I mean, it was, I think it was a good move for them specifically. Yeah, I think I like the other. They did two other moves. We'll talk about, I guess. But the other move, the move I really liked was when they when they signed Chester Taylor. Yeah, I actually uh, like that signing a lot too. Because I mean, we don't know how. Because Forte had a great great rookie season, and then last year he had kind of a rough season. He was he was injured part of the time, and apparently he had a pretty. I forget what the injury they said was, but kind of behind the scenes, he had a lingering injury pretty much the whole season. And then combo that with how bad their offensive line was, it just. Was not a good season. Yeah, for him. plus, yeah, plus he didn't have, he didn't really get, they didn't really have a good backup to, to spell him often, and now they do. Right. Um, and now and then you get Chester Taylor. Apparently, I guess he's a 
he's really good in pass protection too. So I think he's going to be. And he's, he's he is 31, but he's a young 31 because he has he hasn't been like playing all the time. And the, mo- and gets, the, mo- the, the money they got him for. The money they signed him for is not that much either. Oh yeah, they yeah they barely what four for four years twelve and like seven guaranteed or something. Yeah, somewhere around there. So yeah, I I like that sign a lot. So did I. Um, then they signed uh, Manu Maliuna tight end. Yeah. So do you think that means uh, that Greg Olson's out of here? I don't think so. I th- wait. What? I think what the, would they trade him? Well, the 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 big the big rumor right now is that since the Patriots the Patriots let go, um, I think they let go Ben Watson, and I think they're going to lose somebody else. So with their three second round picks. The prevailing rumor right now is that they're going to trade one of the second round picks to the Bears for for Olsen. I, I think the Bears do that. They're they're retarded. I agree. I don't think they can trade Olsen. If they do, then okay. Imagine they trade Olsen. Then so you're telling me they're because they've been rumors that there. I think there recently there's been more rumors that Desmond Clark's on the trade block. He's on he's on the Bears. I don't think they can't trade like. like they're not going to have any weapons. Well, Desmond they're, Clark... They're going to like, draft the receiver, but they're not going to have any weapons to do with Olsen. I think the only weapon they have. Right. They're not sure with the Mike Mark system, they need to keep him on the team. And didn't Desmond... I thought Desmond Clark just got, like, an extension, too. Well, I have no, I have no idea. Okay, but I don't I'm, know, well, but right. With, with, with Greg Olsen, you just never know, because, I mean, Mike Martz has kind of bounced around since he was the coach at in St. Louis, <laughs> and he... He's no guarantee to even be there next year, or even to finish this season. This season, let alone like multiple years from now. So, for you to trade like a, a good young tight end prospect like Greg Olson for, you know, a second round pick, it's just I, I think it's dumb. Considering just because he doesn't fit in one coach's scheme, that coach isn't guaranteed be guaranteed to be there for years. So, trading a good player for no for really no reason is I I agree it's not a dumb, not a smart thing to do. Yeah, so I think they're in it. So I think they should keep him. So I'm going to say I think they'll eventually keep him. So they'll have a good tight end combo with Olsen and Monty Maliuna. Because I don't think Monty Maliuna is a, a starting type tight end. But I know he's a pretty good blocker. He's a pretty good catching ball, too. But I don't think he's a, he's obviously not a top-tier starting tight end. So I think they need to keep Olsen. Yeah. To have at least some sort of weapon. And I think, they, I think they only did bring him in just pretty much for the blocking, essentially. Um, yeah. Well, let's go to the next big one. The next big one, um, Carlos Dansby signs with the uh, signs with the Dolphins, mm-hmm. and uh, that ended up being. Um, let me let me get the numbers in front of me. Um, I I know that they signed for. He's now one of the highest paid inside linebackers in the NFL. Yeah, he's. I think it was five years around. I think it was a little over forty. Yeah, it's, million it's, it's with five, like twenty it's, guaranteed. Yeah, it's five years, forty-three million with twenty-two guaranteed, and uh, he's 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 twenty-eight years old. So yeah, I mean, um, it's a, I think it's a good contract for 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 the Dolphins. I mean, he they had to replace somebody when they let they let go a lot of people. Uh, they let go of Aiken Adele, and uh, I'm trying to think who else. They let go of a few other few other linebackers. So they I mean they had to replace him. And Dansby was obviously the best, clearly the best linebacker. Besides Gary Brack, I mean Gary Brack was going to resign with the Colts pretty much no matter what, and he's better than Gary Brackett anyway. So he was clearly the best linebacker on the market. So. Oh yeah, definitely, and he's really good. You could argue that um, he's a top three inside one of the top three inside linebackers in the NFL right now. Yeah, I mean especially now that you know Erlacher is really not 
considered probably in the top three anymore. I mean, would you consider Orlacco in the top three anymore? Well, definitely not after last when he was injured. So right. I think it's – you could say Patrick Willis and then I don't know who else and then put the answer to be a three. Yeah. But because he's – because I, I feel like um, he's an inside linebacker, so they are giving a lot of money to potentially somebody that's not going to be rushing the patch that much. But he's – like I said, he's, re- he's really good. He's really good inside linebacker, so – like you said, I think it's a really good deal for both sides. Right. And I, I, I trust I Bill Parcells, to too. Huh? I mean, Bill Parcells is really good at evaluating talent, so I'll, I'll trust I'll, I mean, I'll trust his decision-making in this. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's talk about some other guys. I, I really want to talk about Brandon Marshall real fast because there's there's some talk right now that – because he just did – he had had a visit with uh, Seattle. Uh, I think it was yesterday. And they're considering either signing to an offer sheet or, or potentially trying to work out a trade, a trade with the Broncos for him. Yeah. So if they if they if they sign him to an offer sheet and the Broncos don't match, they'll have to uh, they'll have to give up a first round pick, which they have two first round picks, so they're gonna have to give up number six. They have two first picks. Yeah. So, but if if they try to work out a trade with the Broncos, they can give up potentially up you know as low as a second rounder. Is what the thinking is right now. Well, no, I think they're just, they're talking about giving their 14th pick and they do a trade. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, Denver's not gonna Denver is not gonna just give them for away for a second round pick. They're gonna give a first round one right. way or the other if they give if he, if he leaves. I think if you can work out a trade for the 14th pick overall, that's. I mean, it's either it basically comes down to him or Des Bryant, and I think it's an absolute no brainer. Because you're gonna pay Des. It's not even about the money because you're gonna. Pay, I think if it comes down to Des, because you're basically at that point, you're talking about Des Bryant or or Brandon Marshall, and I think that's pretty much a no-brainer. You're both going to be paying both of them a lot of money with how how you're going to draft Des Bryant. So I mean, for when you're talking about that much money, I'd take Brandon Marshall clearly. He's had over 100 receptions the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that's a no-brainer for me if I was if I was trying to trade for him. Yeah, I'm kind of. I understand that Seattle's done a lot of weapons, but I'm, I was, I was uh, kind of surprised that they're the first team, supposedly, or they're the first team that had them come visit. And uh, I don't know if there's any, even that many other teams that like really, really interested in giving them a first form. It doesn't seem like there are. There's yeah. rumors that Cincinnati might might want them for first, but they're but To and Antonio Bryant are both going to visit Cincy tomorrow. So I bet that one of them signs with Tennessee tomorrow or Wednesday, and if they do, then I don't think Marshall's going to go. I don't think they want Marshall anymore. So I don't know. And you always have the there's a talk like Miami being a dark horse, but they haven't made anything like close to even talking to him. So I don't I don't know if he's going to end up going anywhere. Yeah. If, I if think I was Seattle Miami, go ahead. I, I, I said I think Seattle might be the only place he might go. Yeah. I mean, if I'm Miami, I'm making that I'm making that trade in a heartbeat. Because I think yeah, I think least, they're I, I think they're close to, enough to I think they're relatively close enough to contending to that that would be a trade that could help push them over over the top into the playoffs. Yeah, I was talking to our our uh, fellow friend that is a Dolphin fan, Matt Kisick, and uh, he who I don't think listens because he he doesn't have an iPod, so he doesn't use iTunes. But um, he uh, he yeah he really wants to do it. He was like kind of mad that um. All the, all the my other Miami fans are saying, oh, they don't want to give him a first form, but he's only he's only 25, and if they, like, he's, 
he, I think he, he has some some baggage, but he doesn't, it's not like he has like a ton. And he, he he's proven that he's really really good. So yeah. it was a cool pick for him for a, a proven top five wide receiver in the league. Then I think he should do it. Right, because, and if you need a receiver that bad that you're going to trade a first a first round pick for him, if if you don't trade for him, you're going to probably use that first round pick on a receiver anyway. No, and you're taking. I'm not going to use that receiver. Well, I know, but if I mean, I'd rather have a guy who's two to three years older than a guy you might pick and that's already established and has multiple 100-yard reception seasons. He's already established. Because, I mean, when you take a guy like Des Bryant, I don't care how good of an athlete he is, he's not guaranteed anything in the NFL. So, I mean, I don't know. If I'm, if I'm, a, if I'm an NFL team, if I have an extra first-round pick, I'm, I'm trading for him if I need a receiver that bad. Like, if, it's, if, if I'm a team that, that a receiver would kind of probably – Get me clo- like getting close to put me over the top, then I- I'd make that trade. Like if I'm the Bears, I-, I would if I had the first round pick, I'd make that trade. But they don't well, have any yeah, picks. Yeah, they don't. That's gonna happen. Yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, what other signings are we missing? Well, I want to talk about the trade that happened Thursday night before the deadline. Okay. Or the, the, not the deadline, but the start of free agency when the Jets traded for Kamari. Yeah. Um. I love the trade for the Jets. Okay. Because in my in my opinion, you say what you want about Camardi, you know, he, what he had. Supposedly, I heard on these fans. I didn't. I never heard this before. I think Friday morning they said he had six kids from seven different women. I think it's I think it's six or seven kids from like five different women. Well, whatever it is. But, I don't know how you can have six kids from seven women, but. Oh yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, but. And then he had, he's been, as he got in trouble a couple times with police too, but a lot of people do, so it seems like a lot of athletes do nowadays. But um, I think he hit, he wasn't, supposed, he wasn't quote unquote good the last couple of years because San Diego didn't have a pass rush these last couple of years, especially this year. Michelle Marion not being able to play football anymore because I don't know if he just sucks now, what his problem is, or he just hurt all the time. But I feel like he was really good a couple of years ago because. That's what San Diego was was really good. The worship factor. Sean Marion was getting his ten plus sacks, and Jamal Williams was still good up the middle and even closing closing the pocket in the middle. And so I feel like with him going to Jets and the Jets being able to get first on quarterback, he's going to be really good again. And the fact that Daryl Reeves is going to be on the other side of him, so they're going to be throwing to him potentially a good amount of times. That he's going to he's going to have a, a very a decently high number of interceptions next year. Yeah. How many didn't he have only over the last two years have like two or three interceptions over the last two years total? Something he didn't have a lot. Yeah, um, which is it's also ironic that the Jets traded for him because you remember the play the Sean Green like seventy yard touchdown run in the playoffs that that got the Jets in the AFC Championship game. It was a it was a blown tackle by Cromartie that that let him make that long touchdown run to put him in the playoff to put him in the AFC Championship game. All right, well I mean I know. He's a. It's just one missed tackle, though. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, no, I mean I like it too. Cause what they give up? They give up like a fourth and a fifth. Was it? No, I think it was a third. Uh, third. Okay. I mean, I still like it because I mean, if if you're comparing Cromartie to a comparable corner that you're going to get in the third round, I mean Cromartie's. Well, it's a third. Actually, it's a third, and as it could turn into a second round pick if he. Okay. No, no, that was yeah. Well. It's, it's based on playing time, which. I think they structure it so that it's, it's most likely going to turn into a second-round pick. Yeah. Is what I think it said. 
But I still, I mean, I still like it because I mean, if you compare what you're, what kind of cornerback you're going to get in the, in the second round versus how good Cromartie potentially can be, especially opposite Revis, then I think, I think it's a clear, clear no-brainer. Yep. Um. All right. What else? Well, there's so many. Uh, how about Gunther Robinson now being the second richest cornerback in the NFL? Yeah, that's that's unbelievable. I think. Uh, I mean, what do you what do you think about it? Um. Well, Atlanta needs needs a number one corner. Gunther Robinson definitely a number one corner, but they they overpaid for him. It's it's that easy. Yeah. Um. And they probably had to if they wanted to get him. Because that's just how it is. But they definitely overpaid for him. Just out of the fact that he, over the last three years, he's missed like I think four games on average a year over the last three years. I think. So, I don't know. with his injury past, I just I don't know. It makes him the second highest corner in the league. Like that's unbelievable. Yeah. I know he's the number one corner. I know he's the number one corner. But I just feel like they they vastly overpaid for him, and they might be they might be uh. Regarding this deal in a couple of years. Yeah, I mean, they, didn't, they did the same with D'Angelo Hall, didn't they? I think they gave him like a, like a six-year, big money contract, and then they then they traded him like two or three years later. Yep. So they clearly have a past of overpaying corners a little bit, but yeah, I mean, he's not. He never really. Yeah, he is number one corner, but I wouldn't consider him even a top, a top, you know, twelve to fifteen corner in the league probably. Would you? Maybe, Wait, what, say it one more time. Would you consider him like a tw- corner? Yeah, would you consider him like a top twelve corner in the NFL? I have to look. He, I think he might. He might be. Yeah. But I think I think that's just a product of of there being so few so few good players available this year, and with with the Capitals. Oh, no, he's still he's a really good corner, dude. He's no, really- I know. I'm saying, but there there were really no other corners. It's either him or Lee Bodden, and he's clearly better than Lee Bodden. Yeah. So I mean that's just a product of not very many corners being available, and with the capless year, you can afford to overpay a guy that you really need. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that's probably why they did it. I I don't like it, but I mean if if they need a corner, I mean you can't really. It's not like they can't afford it. Like they can afford it because I mean they get yeah. they, they get enough. I mean they're not one of the teams that are struggling that bad. So I think I think they'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um. And then we'll go to another person I thought uh, would possibly overpay as well, and that's uh, Andrew Wolf doing the Giants. Possibly overpaid? Well, I've seen people possibly give a, give it a give good reasonings as to why it was a good it was a good signing. Um, and I've seen others obviously say it wasn't the fact that he's obviously. Um, Not that good safety, as some people think. The fact that they gave him 15 million guaranteed. Um, yeah, the fact that he's not even a true safety, and he's now the mm-hmm. highest-paid safety of all time. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I think the Cardinals actually quietly not not overall because they lost a lot of guys, but the Cardinals kind of quietly, I think, made a good swap in that where they they didn't overpay for for intro role, and then they got Kerry Rhodes instead at. They're they're paying him over three years what they would have had to pay roll in in like less than one year. Mm-hmm. So and I don't think that the talent disparity is that bad to 
to justify that much money difference. So I think they, they made out pretty well in terms of that swap. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I agree to the extent. Um, but I don't know. I think uh, the Giants really needed safety. Um, and if Kenny Phillips comes back healthy, they'll have, two, they'll have a really good combination back there playing safety. So. Um. I I I could we'll see, we'll see how how he plays with the Giants, but he could obviously any any of these signs can be good or bad. Um, like I said, I'm pretty, I'm kind of wishy washy on this one too, but I'm leaning. Well, yes, this is almost anything with Barrett, but that the Giants the Giants needed a, a safety, so they were paid and got him. That's what happened. Right. They made sure they made sure they got him. So. Um, so what, what other signings do we have? I mean, we had some relatively minor ones, kind of. We had, uh, Aaron Campman sign with the Jags. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know if I consider that minor, considering, uh, he had a piece of my money. What, 11 guaranteed? I don't, I don't know if I like it. I know the Jags really need pass, pass rushers, so that's why they got him, because well, they have, what, 13 sacks last year? Yeah, I only said minor because he's coming off, the, like, a torn ACL, and he's going to the black hole of football. Yeah, but it's not minor because they're gonna expect him to get them a lot of sacks, or at least like not like maybe not get sacks, but at least force double teams on himself to you know, let other people get sacks. So he's gonna be a big part of their defensive line next year. So it's major in that sense. Um, but yeah, the fact I don't know why they pay so much money. Sorry, he just had ACL surgery in what November, or December. Yeah. So he might not even be ready for the season opener. But I think it's I think it's a good step they, forward for the Jags. They needed to do something. Yeah, like I said, they really did 13 sacks, which I think is one of the lowest ever um, since like you know, 15 games together or something. It's one of the lowest like results ever. So they really needed they need pass rushers. Yeah, that's that's terrible. Um, I'm trying to think what other what other signings do we have. That I'm missing. Well, Detroit made some moves on that Friday. They signed Vanden Bosch to a four-year deal. They signed Nate Burleson to a five-year deal, and they traded. Yeah, for, uh, I forgot. Okay, let's talk about Nate, the Nate, Nate Burleson signing because I couldn't believe that when I saw that. <laughs> well, he was he was, was kind of get a uh, over. I've seen multiple sites predict that he was going to get overpaid. I know. I just uh, there's there's several guys. I would I would I would even take Antonio Bryant over him. I wouldn't. Are you are you serious? Yeah. I mean, I know I know Burleson had a, a good season a couple of years ago in Seattle, but I mean Bryant not this past year because he was injured part of the year, but the year before he had. I'm trying to think how many. He, I know he had over like eleven or twelve hundred yards. Yeah, but he's dude, he's a he's a uh, a hothead at, at its finest. Like he's he's throwing towels at people at coaches' faces. He's he's a He's he's an absolute uh, virus in the locker room. There's no way I'd want him. I'd want him at all. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know why? I mean, they're both the same age, but I think I would take I would take Burleson over Antonio Bryant. You know why he's such a hothead? What? You know why he's such a hothead? Cause he went, I, I still didn't understand what he said. You know why he's a hothead? Why? Because he went to pit. Yeah, you're right. Larry Fitzgerald's a hothead too. <laughs> Um, all right. What what other uh let's see what else we got? You wanna well um there's been there's a lot today, but I don't know if you wanna get into them. Um 
Just one, we'll pop one, one more. The Raven Street for Antoine Bolden. Um, that was a great so, trade. I'm gonna say it just right now. That was an, an awesome trade. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I mean they definitely need another receiver. Um, but I, I definitely commend them for going out and getting getting a top receiver. But at the same time, uh, Bolden's shown he's very uh, injury prone, especially this last season, and. Uh, so I just did they, did they give him a, a deal already too? I don't even I can't I don't remember. Yeah, they gave him an extension. I think it was in the range of uh, he still has to play under the last year of his original contract, but they gave him an extension of I think three years for I think it was in the neighborhood of twenty five twenty five million somewhere around there three years for twenty five. Hmm. Yeah. So I don't think that's that steep, and I mean that's they they needed they needed a big receiver. And I know yeah, he, I know he does get injured. I know, I know, yeah, they did give him up a lot for him, and I know he does get injured a lot or fairly, fairly a lot. But he, I mean, he has shown toughness when he broke like his orbital bone in his face, which is your eye socket, and he came back and played yeah. like a week later. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he, he at least has some toughness to play through if he has to. Yeah. Um, and today, Mike Vick had his option picked up by the. Uh, by the Eagles, so they'll be paying. They'll be paying their third string quarterback as long as McNabb's still there. Uh, Five million dollars for this upcoming season. Pretty healthy. Yeah. So I mean, do you? Do you I don't think- even know. I don't even. I really don't even. I didn't really say anything to your response after saying that because I don't really care that much. Because okay. I just think the ESPN talks and nothing. They're talking stories every day. Michael Vick, are the Phillies gonna, or are the Eagles gonna give Vick drops? I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like a play, it is. So what's the big deal? I don't care. Yeah, I mean, it only matters if they if they don't bring back if they don't keep McNabb, which I think they'd be stupid not to keep him. Yeah, I don't even want to like. They're they're saying now he might stay, and then you know, there's always rumors about who they're talking to. I don't know if half of it's false and half of it's true, but. So we'll just have to see. So as of right now, they have three quarterbacks. Like I said, they're paying their third one a lot of money. That's all we know now, and that's all we can talk about. So Right. Um, all right, let's quick. Uh, the, the Browns also had a couple signings. So for the for the people that listen to us, since they're mostly from Cleveland probably, may as well, may as well satisfy them with some Browns talk. Uh, they signed, what, Scott Fujita? Yeah. And uh, and now there's talk that they're, they're looking at uh, Troy Smith possibly to sign. Well, the Troy Smith is all you said. Yeah. You know he traded for Seneca Wallace today. The wait, the Browns traded for Seneca Wallace. Yeah. I can't believe Seattle let him go. He's on Browns, and they gave him a. All they gave up for him was a, a late, twenty eleven draft pick. Wow. Does that mean? All right. Does that mean that must mean that the Seahawks are going to take Clawson? Maybe it, I don't know. It has to. It depends. Like, I don't think they have to. They have to. Who else? They, they have. Why? They have one of the oldest quarterbacks in the league right now, and Hasselbeck hasn't even been healthy for the last couple of years. And now the their backup, who they've had for several several years, they trade for for, for like cheeseburger. So, mm. who who do they have behind Seneca Wallace? Because he's going to get a lot of playing time next year, whoever it is. Well, how can they come be their starter? They don't draft anybody, obviously. I this They're drafting Jimmy Clawson. Uh, 
They are. They have to. After that, they have to. Yeah, but they say if they trade for Brandon Marshall, then they shouldn't because their line sucks and they're going to need a tackle. Yeah. Or at least the alignment in the first round. Well, maybe, then maybe should they just uh, they, maybe they should just draft Jimmy Clausen and then. I don't. I don't know. What? Then use then use then use the other pick on a on a on a tackle. So so they're not going to trade for Brandon Marshall. Yeah, I mean maybe they maybe they shouldn't. I don't but, think they should. I mean, if you think they're big deal, I don't know. I don't think they. We have to see. I know the quarterback class is not good, but I think Seattle is a lot. I know quarterback is a big deal, especially in the league now. But they have they're so their line position is is in terrible shape. Um, like their their best running back is like just for set right now, and I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. So it's they not, could also say they good. might need a playmaker in the backfield, aka CJ Spiller. Or and then like it's not like they have TJ Ushazada, and then the receiving core isn't that isn't that good either. Like they, they and then their defense, I don't think they're they they there's so many holes. It's well, the receiving core so they just necessarily take quarterback. The receiving core is not that bad. They have TJ. They have. Dion Branch, if he's healthy, who's yeah, not. Dion Branch is good now. Dion Branch is good nowadays. You're it's right. not who I, I didn't. I, you didn't let me finish. I, didn't, I was going to say he's good. He's like serviceable, as as a possible number yeah, he's two. He's like your number two. He's number three best. He's like your number two receiver. Okay, well, and then they also have John Carlson, who's not bad. Yeah, you're right, but but like they have a lot. Oh, fine, and the receivers and guys are fine, but the running backs are on the weak side. They're like sucks. But could you not and could you not see them taking Jimmy Clausen and then somebody like maybe Bruce Campbell or something? No, if they do Bruce Campbell, then they're then they're only going to suck just as bad. Okay, if Bruce Campbell. I know you think I know you think about it. I'm just saying if they I'm just saying if they took a tackle, I, I was just using Campbell as, as an example. Well, yeah, but it won't be Campbell. But but yeah, like I said, they might take an, a tackle like a Trent Williams or Brian Bulaga and then take Clausen maybe. But I don't know. Like we'll see. I don't know. If, like we we can't forget Pete Carroll's a coach now. I don't know. If, we'll see if he likes if he likes Jimmy Clausen. You should trade for Matt Leinart. Yeah, that's probably gonna happen. <laughs> um, are we are we missing anything right now? Um, I think that's good for now. I'll just we don't have to get Steelers signed five guys today, but we won't get into all that. Well, tell 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 them, tell them, like signed. the two major ones. No, we don't have to. We how much time? We have already been talking. We can move to college basketball. It's okay. Okay. Um, well, just so there's no cliffhanger. They signed Antron Randall L. and then they re-signed Ryan Clark too. So two familiar faces back back in Pittsburgh. Um, For what? I said two familiar faces back in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, all right. So college basketball. Let's do quick college basketball. So we we uh. You want to talk about who's on the bubble or what? Yeah, let's start with. Uh, well, I think a lot. Some since we last talked, some teams solidify their their position in the tournament, and some have kind of farted away their opportunity. Yeah, well, um, I think Notre Dame beat Marquette this weekend on the road, I and mean, I, I think Notre Dame's definitely in now, okay. unless unless maybe they lose in in their first game in the Big East tourney. Um, I think, in my opinion, Connecticut is definitely out. Yeah, they I won think, the biggest tournament. And I've heard that too. Because I don't care. People are like, some people think, or I saw some poor ESPN and saying how, like, the majority is that they win at least three games in the tournament and the biggest tournament they'll get in. But if they won three. That means they would have lost in the semifinals. And the record will still be 20 and 15. Yeah. Dude, 
Like, I don't, I don't care. I mean, you can say they have a good, they have a decent, no, they shouldn't be in. Yeah, 2015 is bad. No be in That's bad. The fact that they finished 12th in the Big East, is, like, isn't that where they finished in the Big East 12th in the Big East standings? Yeah, I think so. Let me check real fast. Like, there's no way you should make a tournament if you're 12th in your, in your, in your, in your own conference. Right. Yeah, they finished 12th. Tied with Cincinnati. Tied with 11th, you could say. Tied yeah. for Cincinnati with 11th. 11th in the Big East. Yeah, not there's good. no way that, they should be in tournament. And not, I mean, especially Cincinnati is definitely out too. To, to, to well, mention yeah, Cincinnati. Yeah, Cincinnati's been out for a while. Um, Louisville def, definitely. They beat Syracuse twice. They're definitely because they were on the bubble. They were lost that game. Yeah. Um, I think I'm trying to think what else happened this weekend. Uh, Georgia Tech's in deep trouble. They lost to or they beat Clemson. Or was that Wake? I don't even remember. I always confuse Georgia Tech with Wake, but. Georgia Tech finished seven and nine in ACC, so I think they're gonna have to. They got to win at least two games in the in the ACC tournament, but I think they're in deep trouble. Um, the Pac-10 might get two teams in now, dude. Who? Because the bubble's so bad. Like if Cal is Cal is somewhat comfortably in the tournament right now. Um, like I'd probably say they're at a seven eight or nine seed. So, and then I would say Arizona State is maybe like one of the last four teams in, and Washington's even close now because of, this is just shows how weak the bubble is. Like, I know I said this last time, but the bubble is so weak this year because of the fact that teams like Illinois, who has like 11 or 12, 12 or 13 losses, I think, is, is basically on the bubble lane that has still a pretty good chance to get in the tournament. And the fact that the, the, uh, the, the Pac 10 might get multiple teams in when they're having an absolutely horrendous season. As a conference, so because even teams like like Ole Miss is still on the bubble and they're they haven't played that well lately and like Stephen Hall might get in the Big East might get um the Big East might get nine teams with Stephen Hall because I think Stephen Hall is in right now if you ask me. Okay, and uh, who else? So we got all right. So those are your definitely and teams are there teams that kind of play themselves out of the tournament. Who played them out? Who played their way out? I think they played their way out. They lose twice this week. Um, they lost at home to Richmond. For then they or no, they lost on the road at Richmond. Then they lost at home to St. Louis. Um, UAB is in uh, trouble after losing. They lost to I think they lost was it UTEP? They lost somebody this weekend, and it, it kind of hurt. They they're in the probably in the playing Memphis in the Conference USA semis, and whoever loses that game is probably definitely out. Um, But it's going to be, these last, right now, on East Band, St. Mary's is beating Gonzaga by 17 in the, in the West, in the WCC Championship. And people, some people were saying that St. Mary's probably might not have gotten in if they didn't win this game. So now they're, they are, they are not that bit. And so St. Mary's might be knocking somebody out right now. Um, but another thing, both teams are definitely happy when Northern Iowa beat Wichita State. This weekend to win the uh, Missouri Valley Championship, and because Northern Iowa was getting into my what, and if Wichita State would beat them, then that would have taken away another another bubble team chances of getting in. So yeah. So um, all right, and now we have we pretty much have the number ones, the number one seeds pretty well set, right? We got Kansas, Kentucky, Syracuse, and is it looking like Duke's gonna be that last one? That's what people say. I think I really think. 
West Virginia has a chance to get in the one seed. And I think Ohio State has an outside chance, too. Yeah. Where did West Virginia, because I've, I've heard Ohio State, uh, where did West Virginia come from? Um, well, I was, it was, it was um, this guy I'm, I've been reading on SI, I think it's Glockman. Um, but he has, because he has West Virginia as his number one, and he has it because he, he compared, like, their games against the top 25 or 50 against their PI, and like, they have a better record than Duke. Like they have, they have, they don't have as many bad losses as Duke. They have a better road record than Duke. Um, so he has West Virginia as his fourth number one seed. Okay. And he gave a pretty good, pretty some pretty good reasons as to why. So if, if you had to so pick, I think the fourth number one still up for grabs. Okay. So if you if you had to pick one right now, who do you think is gonna get that last number one seed? If I pick right now, I'd probably give it to Duke. Um, but we'll have to, I think that these conversations are definitely going to change up some seeds. Yeah. So, but we'll see. So I'll mention now, we're going to, on this this upcoming Sunday, I'll just Sunday, we're going to do, uh, we're going to record our podcast, like, as they're, they're, they're releasing the bracket. Um, they get basically spontaneous and immediate reactions out of ourselves. Which I think is going to be more and, excited for your reactions. Yeah, so... I think everyone's gonna enjoy that one. Uh, we're gonna we're probably gonna start a little bit early and then maybe so we can each give maybe our last four teams in and out and see see who uh, gets them right and gets them wrong. Yeah. Or not. So so that should be fun Sunday. We'll do it. We'll do like the whole the whole, we'll re, we'll do the podcast during a whole hour. We'll get some reactions. So that yeah. should be a good. And we're gonna good do podcast. we'll do another loss recap before that. Maybe on uh maybe on Friday or Thursday, Friday or Saturday somewhere in there. Yeah, well, yeah. The last, the, the next last, last podcast will probably come up. we definitely come out before Switch of Sunday, and then we'll have probably a two-part Switch of Sunday podcast. Okay. And maybe this. Uh, I've been wanting to do a, a drunk podcast, so maybe uh, this next lost one, I can be. I can be my drunk podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe you should. I don't know if you should do uh, your drunk one very lost. Cause <laughs> you might. You might. Uh, I have no idea what they, what they even say. You might want to wait for sports. <laughs> All right. I feel, yeah, because I feel like I can drunk BS sports, but loss is a little harder to do. Yeah. Um, all right. Is, is that all we got? Yeah, I guess right now, cause right now I'm pretty sure um, seven teams have ever an automatic bail. Like I said, St. Mary's is about to be the eighth team to get the automatic. And Wofford is beating Appalachian State by five on ESPN2 right now. So that's going to be the – yeah, you could snore. I think you just snored. Is that what you did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't even know. I think that's the Southern Conference or something. But that that will be the the ninth automatic bid. Wofford did only lose the pit by three in the season opener. FYI. Cool. They'll, they'll, be, they'll lose by 30 uh, in the first round. We'll see. You might get a somewhat decent seed because the Southern is not the bad of conference and they had a pretty good record. So they might end up getting like a 14 seed. Yeah. Maybe even a thirteen. So, but uh, yeah, I'm man. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, we'll we'll pull out. Prob at least at least by Saturday, we'll have uh, the loss recap out, and then on Sunday we'll get the crazy selection Sunday live podcasts. So. Yep. All right, dude. Uh, we'll talk to you later. All right. See you. All right. Peace.